1: This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm Jim Erasary. The Indiana Department of Environmental Management has issued statewide air quality action days multiple times in the last week due to the wildfire smoke and haze from Canada. That polluted air could be in the area for a little bit longer.
2: Winds are transporting that haze and smoke south from Canada. Now, New England is seeing the brunt of that, but here in Michigan, we're not quite out of the woods just yet. The videos coming from New York City look like something from a science fiction movie. The orange sky makes it appear like the planet Mars. All of this is smoke and haze trapped in the atmosphere from wildfires in Canada.
3: Well, I've seen the images in New York, and it looks just terrible. I can't imagine what people are living through out there right now.
2: The air quality is canceling Major League Baseball games, Broadway shows, and delaying flights along the East Coast. Regional weather patterns are keeping the poor air quality locked in place. High pressure over Wisconsin and low pressure over New England are funneling smoke and haze south, with the greatest concentration over New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. The amount of air pollution isn't as high in Michiana, but it is creating hazy skies with vibrant orange sunrises and sunsets. A local allergist says it's making it hard for some to breathe.
3: Well, anyone with chronic respiratory illnesses like asthma or emphysema are are very much at risk right now. Seniors as well are at risk. Infants, children, uh, children, uh, those that really can't protect themselves well or that have to be outside are really high risk right now.
2: Those who suffer from the poor air quality can experience eye, nose, and throat irritation. It can also lead to coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath, and struggling to complete outdoor tasks. Dr. Harris recommends those with asthma or emphysema stay indoors and filter the air you breathe as much as possible.
3: Wearing your mask if you have to go outside would be a very effective way to prevent or control symptoms like that.
2: This is not the first time that we've experienced some of that smoke and haze. Sometimes we see it from wildfires in Canada or in uh, in Western Canada, I should say, but also California.
1: WSBT's Lynette Grant reporting. Beginning this summer, Michigan drivers can no longer have a phone in their hand while on the road. Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed a hands-free bill into law on Wednesday. Indiana had a similar transition years
0: ago.
4: Like Michigan, the Hoosier State went from no laws to laws against texting and driving to now being hands-free. And starting June 30th, Michigan will be hands-free too. Distracted driving, it's something police across the country say is an issue and a serious danger to those on the road. Michigan is now targeting the problem by expanding its laws. Texting while driving is already illegal in Michigan, but that was put into law years ago. Phones have evolved and now the laws have too. Now this can't be in your hands at all. Michigan made texting and driving illegal in 2010. But this new law makes it illegal to use a mobile electronic device to do any task, including sending or receiving a call or text, watching, recording, or sending a video, and checking out a social networking site. The switch from anti-texting and driving laws to hands-free was one the state of Indiana made years ago, a change Indiana State Police says was for the better. Before
1: it was very hard to enforce, Um, but this, when we made that switch uh, a few years ago, it it really simplified things. If, If that phone is in your hand, it's a violation of the law.
4: Sergeant Ted Bonner with the Indiana State Police says troopers have been able to make more traffic stops to catch distracted drivers thanks to the hands-free law. Drivers caught in Michigan will face a fine of $100 or community service. The second violation $250 or a longer stint of community service. This um, basically gives us another tool to stop vehicles uh, who may be driving and driving in a distracted manner. Indiana State Police says it's been helpful, but more importantly, it's made the road safer.
1: Has it saved lives by taking phones out of many people's hands? Uh, undoubtedly.
4: The state of Michigan suggests using Do Not Disturb while driving to avoid distractions.
1: WSBT's Ann Lurie reporting. St. Joseph County homeowners are learning how they can potentially appeal higher property tax assessments. County leaders held an informative meeting on Thursday night detailing what to do to find out if they qualify for an appeal.
5: Dozens of homeowners in St. Joseph County showing up to tonight's meeting looking for help and answers about their property tax assessment. The goal of this town hall type discussion is to educate homeowners about the process of trying to appeal a higher assessment. St. Joseph County Assessor Michael Castellan says the appeals process is the most important tool in a taxpayer's arsenal.
3: It allows us to compare their properties independently, where the state's requirement is to look at it in a mass appraisal technique. So you're being compared to a lot of homes, where in this case, I can compare just your home to comparables. And then we get to talk about information about your house that's unique about your house, if there's issues they can bring it up at that time.
5: One county homeowner I spoke to says he received an assessment for $15,000 more than he had previously anticipated and is hoping to get some answers. I live in a
3: manufactured home, which everybody else wants to call a mobile home. There's no foundation, so the property shouldn't be assessed that high. I want to find out
5: how he comes up with that figure, if it's the same answer or if it's something else. But I don't care about the answer. I just want to know how he does it. Castellon recognizes that some people may see this appeals process as a trying-to-fight-City-Hall type of issue, but he reiterates that he's on the side of the taxpayer and wants to simplify this process for everyone.
3: Uh, maybe people misunderstood the appeal process so i work for the taxpayer my my job is to do the work for them that doesn't mean that every appeal is going to result in a reduction or maybe we're going to agree on, on the on the level of assessment but what we do here is we look at the the information that's provided by the taxpayer and then we go out and look at the property
5: castellan says he hopes this can become an annual event as long as it continues to benefit the community.
1: WSBT's Leo Goldman reporting. After a battle that's lasted months, the fate of St. Joseph County's only publicly owned assisted living facility is clear. Portage Manor will be closing.
6: And it's brought out so many community members, especially to try to preserve Portage Manor. So some were even visibly upset when they found out when those commissioners made the final call. But the commission president said there's potential to keep the residents together. Four proposals to save Portage Manor. and the main recommendation, a public-private partnership from local Dr. Silvana Atala okay. containing significant shortfalls, according to the board of commissioners' president. The commission attorney, Michael Misch, saying there were concerns about licensing echoed by officials at the state level.
0: Uh, those things did not flesh out the plan, and the immediate concern was turned over the facility, we, uh, that facility would be an immediate violation of the law and cause uh, significant problems.
6: However, Board President Carl Baxmeyer says they're looking into a potential fifth option to bring to the county council and public that would keep most of the residents together.
3: Uh, that will allow residents to stay together, which we're very loud and clear in the last few weeks, uh, but that is,
6: if not as important as being in the building in Portage Manor. While many people at the meeting were upset by the board's decision, some with connections to Portage Manor say keeping the residents together in a new facility could be a viable option. But
2: if there's a possibility of keeping them together, yes, that would be, that is their family, almost more than we are their family.
3: If you keep us all together, whether it's in the building we're in now or in a different building... The residents will be happy because we're still
6: together. Commissioner Baxmeyer says they'll make the fifth proposal public when they get those details finalized. But the ultimate decision to close the current facility comes down to the county council, rather. And that's happening next Tuesday.
1: WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. A major change is coming to Notre Dame Athletics. Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick will be leaving in the early part of 2024. He'll be replaced by NBC Sports Chairman Pete Bavakwa.
3: The general reaction was hopeful, but cautious. Many were shocked at the news after recent successes in athletics. A little over a week after Notre Dame Lacrosse won its national championship, Notre Dame's athletic director is leaving. When asked about the change in leadership, some students were surprised. I mean, with such a veteran leader like Jack Swarbrick was uh, at Notre Dame, it's surprising to see him leave. But you know, I'm a little hopeful that uh, the next leader will do just as well as him. Football season is three months away, and we are yet to see Coach Shrewsbury and the Fighting Irish men's basketball team take the court. But some students are hoping other sports get attention. Remy Finn is a Notre Dame student athlete who is interested to follow this transition. Um, I wouldn't say I'm worried. I'm I'm hopeful. Um, I'm on the track team, so I'm hopeful that he can, you know, bring about some new, exciting changes um, and to bring some recognition to the smaller sports. So not just football and basketball, but also to, you know, the other programs that we have that are um, just as cool, in my opinion. Change can be either good or bad, but it's the fear of the unknown that's nerve wracking, especially when most students get their college athletic experience for only four years. It has been a busy year for change for Notre Dame Athletics. I'm nervous because when our basketball coach left, so did like half our team. So I think that there have been a lot of changes in Notre Dame Athletics. Um, It's a very interesting time, but I'm excited and hopeful that it'll really uh, be good for Notre Dame Athletics. Now everyone that I talked with today was sad to see Swarbrick go but many saw Bavakwa's impressive resume as a breath of fresh air.
1: WSBT's Sean English reporting. The city of South Bend is looking to clean up its neighborhoods. At issue is illegal dumping and parking on lawns.
4: Despite ordinances specifically targeting these issues going into effect years ago, council members say they get complaints all the time. Now they're evaluating how these rules are enforced to get to the bottom of the issue.
2: It's frustration for residents that have to deal with that when they're trying to perhaps access their property or drive into their garage and somebody's dumped a mattress or tires.
4: Two issues the South Bend Common Council's Residential Neighborhoods Committee says it hears a lot about. Illegal dumping and cars parking on lawns. There are already laws in place for these issues, but as the committee is reviewing its quality of life ordinances, it's taking a look at how effective those rules are now.
5: One thing that we discovered that we must have uh, some commitment uh, from uh, those individuals that you know are in uh hired to enforce the ordinances, but also we need more than that. We need to have a review to see if the ordinances are effective.
4: Committee Chair Karen White says the issue of cars, parking, and lawns seems to be growing. She says the Code Enforcement Office is in charge of taking action on issues like these. As the committee reviews its codes, it will look at how many fines have been issued by the office and whether ticketed individuals have responded. While committee members discussed more patrolling to flag down the issues, some say it's about helping prevent the instances from happening in the first place. The committee says it will do more outreach within the community to hear how the ordinances can be more effective. Members plan to do walking tours to hear from neighbors. The goal is to make sure the ordinances are realistic and effective.
2: Because you already have something on the books, so let's just take a look at it and thoroughly let's talk with the neighbors and see if there's something else we can do to make it better.
4: Community members with input are encouraged to reach out to a common council member.
1: WSBT's Ann Lurie reporting. Major improvements could be on the way for River Park, but before anything is decided, city officials want to hear
5: from you. Several South Bend community members coming to IU South Bend to make sure their voices are heard as the city plans for the future of River Park. The goal is to give this area a bit of a facelift and one that those with the project say is long overdue. Tuesday's meeting is a chance for the public to give some input about changes they'd like to see.
3: It's essential to, to moving forward. Um, those that have the, you know, the real experience of um, living in the neighborhood, by definition, are, are the residents, um, or even those that, that work in the neighborhood, own property and businesses. You know, they, they can capture what's happening on a, on a daily basis and help tell us, What's, you know, what's important to them.
5: The timeline for this potential plan spreads from 5 to 20 years. Several topics were addressed, including infrastructure,
3: open space, amenities, parks, and housing. We need some kind of identification where, some, where when somebody comes to River Park, they know they're in River Park. Right now, people can drive down Mishawaka Avenue and never realize that they're in River Park. Secondly, we need um, a better ways of getting around River Park better sidewalks uh, bike lanes are there already um, but we need to have ways of getting from one place to another and then we need some kind of a focal point in River Park
5: one person pitched suggestions to reduce speeding as well as a need for more trees and green space bear says the need to draw people into the area and keep them should be at the top of the list
3: patowan park it is a drawing card But it's not in the main business district of of River Park. Uh, So if we can get people to come to Pottawatomie Park and not just for the zoo, not just for the swimming pool, which will eventually uh, be uh, reconstructed, I'd hope, but just to come to the park that would be a, a great a great thing to happen
1: WSBT's Leo Goldman reporting views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT radio its staff or management join us next week for a community update on sports radio 960 a.m WSBT.